0: Welcome to the Airport Experience News Podcast. I'm Ramon Lowe, the host of this pod and the publisher of Airport Experience News. If you haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe to our pod. I'm telling you, it's the easiest way to listen because your smartphone or your tablet will simply automatically get the latest episodes without you having to search for them. And actually, if you are the type that doesn't mind scrolling through uh, our library of content, uh, please do so because you're going to come across some very compelling and very forward thinking episodes that are still very relevant and informative today. So, this is episode 54 of the pod, and here I chat with Tanya Pastorel, who is the president of Pastorel Marketing Group and someone who I've known for a very, very long time. I just want to let you in on a little secret, and I'm sure this is something that many of you also probably do as well. So every now and then I kind of sit back and think about my time in this industry and all the people I've met and all the friendships that I've made. And in the nearly 15 years that I've been here, it really strikes me because I now have been here long enough to see the narrative arc of people as they go from one company to another, to another, or see how they've evolved or see how they've reinvented themselves. It's really amazing. And I will also say that there is a contingent of us who either came on at the same time or maybe uh, have overlapped enough to have a history together that um, during the lulls of conferences, we kind of find ourselves hanging out and just talking about our collective history. Anyway, I say this because Tanya is a prime example of someone whose evolution I have been able to personally witness. She went from working at an airport to working for the Grove and then starting her own business. And I want to talk to her and get her perspective on her own career arc, as well as her thoughts on the industry as a whole. You know, we, we chat about her time in the airports and how now she is in a position of mentorship and how she's giving back, such as through her work with AMAC. Anyway, here is my conversation with Tanya Pastorel. So I'm here with my very dear friend, Tanya Pastorel. She is the president of Pastorel Marketing Group. Tanya, thanks for taking the time to speak with me.
1: Absolutely, Ramon. Thank you.
0: I'm not going to say how many years, but we've known each other for a long time. And, you know, over the years that we've known each other, uh, you're one of the few people that I've seen who's really evolved pretty much to stay in lockstep with the industry, which has also evolved. So... Um, let's really just start about your background because it's really important to set this up and understand and appreciate where you are today. Talk about how you got your start in the industry.
1: Okay. Uh right out of college, I worked in shopping centers for a minute. Um, as a 24-year-old, <laughs> I had to fire Santa, uh run a cutest baby contest and try to make a tiny budget work. Uh I was so happy when a team from O'Hare Airport called looking for a marketing person. Um So I took that job, and after about a month, they sat me down and told me that the entire marketing budget was cut and how would I like to be in operations. Um, So I learned about grease traps and construction and uh, mostly learned about being a partner with your tenants to help increase their sales. After about five years of doing that, uh, I had my first opportunity to go out on my own as a WBE and ACDBE consultant, doing marketing and special projects for that team. And that's when I originally founded my company, Uh, But unfortunately, after 9-11, there wasn't much room for consultants. uh, So I went to work for one of my other clients, which was the Grove. Um, There I worked in marketing and product development. I got to work with vendors and on-site teams, again, with that theme of increasing sales. Um, It was a great education in moving the needle on customers, on, on what works and what doesn't in airports, which is sometimes surprising. And then after the grove i took some time off to to regroup Uh, and after a few months of testing the waters on the stay-at-home mom thing um which did not work for me um i uh and i went back and i interviewed in in shopping centers and They started talking to me about the Santa experience, and I think I left that interview before it was over. (laughs) Um, I reestablished my business and started building from there. And uh, now, 11 years later, it's evolved from where I started, which was doing some proposal writing, um, to really three aspects, which is uh, business development and concessions. Uh, I am an ACDBE partner in several businesses, and I still do that dreaded proposal writing.
0: <laughs> Which there's a tremendous amount of value in, by the way. So I don't want to, you know, we shouldn't overlook that or just glance over it.
1: It really is. I mean, it, it, it's such an important part of our industry. Uh, really crafting that winning proposal is, uh, yeah, it's very important, but it's very hard work.
0: You know, it's funny because like, um, you know what, I, I came in, 2005 to a, which it used to be ARN. And I remember, you know, getting to know you, you knew, um, you know, my partner, like Gary Krasner, and I just knew you was the Grove. I didn't know there was actually a gap from when you left there to do your own thing. That's, that's, that's seems like a revelation to me. It seems like it, you had one long, continuous career, let's just say. It was
1: pretty short. It was a couple months.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So it wasn't I, like I, a, it wasn't like an, a prolonged...
1: No, no, um, it, it was not. So um, yeah, it was very short. Yeah.
0: For me, it's been almost uh, 15 years and, uh, in this industry. And over the years, I discovered that this is a, a very, very small industry, as you know. And it's really allowed me to make uh, some really great connections uh, so quickly. And this group has been so instrumental in learning this industry and... But of course, I sit in a different position than you do. You know, I can sit back and watch. You on the other hand are actually in the field. So your interactions are so much more different. So how has it been to develop and then to work within this network that we call the airport business?
1: Well, Ramon, you really are right. Our industry niche is so small that your network is everything. Um, I think we joke at the uh, annual conference that every time someone shows up with a different badge and we're like, is that a misprint? No, I have a new job. But they never really leave. Um, uh, Very few. Uh, It's how I've grown my business. And it's the only way I will continue to develop really is my network. Um, When I first started working at O'Hare, I quickly learned that Building relationships with the merchants, the trades, the city department and the airlines were the only way I was ever going to get anything done. And then uh, I have a special story for you, Ramon, uh, that I haven't told you. Is um, During that gap time um, that I was trying to decide what I wanted to do, I uh, had a chance there was an industry conference in Chicago, and I was encouraged by a few friends to crash it. And, uh, <laughs> and I did, and um, tried to find people that I still knew. Uh, because when I was at the Grove, I really didn't go out to conferences. So I'd mm-hmm. been, been missing a number of years. And I ran into someone very important to you, which is Gary Krasner. Uh, Um, and you know, I told him I was concerned about my inability to travel. I had small kids and a husband who traveled Tuesday through Friday every week. Uh, did I still have enough of a network? And, um, Gary surprised me and, and he said, listen, you know, a lot of people who like and respect you and you don't have to do it the same way that everyone else has done it. You can chart your own path um, make your own way. And, and I was really surprised at how encouraging he was. And so I have to tell you, it really was Gary that convinced me to, uh, to start my own business and try to start charting my own path.
0: Well, he was very big on be you, you know, uh, and don't try to be someone you're not obviously, but you know, lean into the things that make you strong. And I'm sure he recognized that in uh, you from the beginning. Thanks for sharing the story. But I guess one one other aspect in terms of your networking. You know, this is such a small industry. I mean, people think of airports as an industry being so vast, but we're a really tiny community. So, so would, you, would you, agree you agree that like networking is just that much more important?
1: It it really is. It's it's the only way to um, to keep yourself relevant in in this industry. I mean, it was how I was able to start that business. Uh, I reached out. I'll drop a couple names here. Uh, reached out to Karen Morante of OTG, who I used to work with uh, back at the airport. And she sent me to WeFam, uh, who was with PGC at the time. And I started writing proposals for him. Um, and um, then just really started going to conferences and meeting people. I always tell people, I mean, the, the annual AXN conference Ramon really is one of the most wonderful places to network. And, um, I've told you before, my, my best advice to people is, uh, stay there till the bar closes and then be there when (laughs) breakfast opens and sleep when you get home. Um, and try to meet just as many people as you can and try to, uh, do the uh, I guess six degrees of separation game or something of having each person introduce you to one more person, and uh, so I, I think it's it's really really important. And then uh, and then also trying to find um, mentors. It's it's really the best advice that I give to. Uh, ACDBEs as well is to try to find other ACDBEs, not just someone who is senior level in your business or that prime that you're trying to get a partnership with is to really um, develop relationships with other people that are also at your same stage in your career as well, I think is very important.
0: That's great. I'm glad you mentioned mentoring. Uh, That's one of the one of my uh, questions for you. I can't say enough that this industry has been great in helping each other out. And it's not just about giving information. It's about really elevating each other. And for example, you, Paul Brown, Stu Holcomb, John Reed, just just to name a few people have been really great in providing me an education and being a sounding board and a guide to this industry. Now, can you talk about some of your mentors and then talk about and then also talk about how you're paying it forward by mentoring others?
1: And, you know, to start that, I always have to talk about my first airport boss, John Hagenow, who's since passed away. But he was the most amazing man and really taught me, first, that the airport is your home. Uh, I still walk down the hall at O'Hare and pick up garbage. Or uh, the other day I called security about a shady Uber driver because I feel like O'Hare is my home. Um, and, And that comes from him. And that was really an important foundation that I had when I first started. Um, and uh, when it comes to business, business development, uh, Kevin Kern has w- been one of my my best mentors in in teaching me that business. Um, and I also have what we like to call our consultants posse. Yes. <laughs> I'm very I mean, grateful. Very well. um, <laughs> some of my competitors are also some of my best friends. People like Sylvia Peralta and Susan Prevost, Eric Kitcher, Lamonica Hakeem. We we um, get on the phone regularly, sometimes even as a group, um, to talk about what we see as industry trends and, and what things are, are coming up and, uh, to talk about airports that have either fast tracked or delayed projects that we see coming. But I think that, um, I just want to say, I feel like I'm so lucky to have found this industry. Um, I know from family and friends who never found their passion, that it really is a gift. While I may not be in love with my job when I'm up at 2 a.m. heading to Kinko's to print a document with Bruce Fuer <laughs> grinding it out for the fifth day in a row with little sleep. I'm happy to be doing it with some of the smartest, most hardworking people I have have ever met. Um, and kind of going back to that ACDBE mentoring too of getting getting to know each other is is um, it can be really important when you're going through the bad times as well. Um, mm-hmm when I was struggling to get out of a kind of a rough business deal, it really was George Walker, um, who was everything from a shoulder to cry on to a financial advisor. Um, I still regularly call up other ACDBEs for advice and including my partners at Garrett popcorn, Solomon and Hamid on just, you know, how to run a business day to day um, and how to be a survivor in our industry. So um, I've had some really great mentors, whether they, knew it or not. Sometimes, um, uh, there's some really, really great people in our industry.
0: So George, George is kind of, George is kind of like everyone's universal shoulder to cry on, isn't he? Cause he, he's, he's a great guy. I I, I love George, but he's, he gets mentioned a lot or he's one of those people you kind of see him every now and then probably you see him more than I would, but he does come up a lot <laughs> in a good well, way that is. And
1: he's a very calming presence. Yes. You know? He's, he's, he's been around, he's seen a lot and uh, and yeah, so thanks, George. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shout out to George Walker. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to bridge it too because you you do a lot of work uh, and you, you're very involved with AMAC. And from my perspective, it seems like it's taking that takes the quote unquote mentoring aspect of what we just spoke about to a much greater level. So just talk about how you're taking what you've learned in the years that you've been in the industry, running your business and now applying it to your work with AMAC.
1: Yeah. um, Well, I would say I've especially of late been feeling the need to give back um, to the industry. And, goes back to the old quote, I think it's from the Bible, to whom much is given, much will be required, or because I am a mother of boys, in the words of Spider-Man, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Um, I don't know that I have great power, but anyway, um, I've been working on the board of AMAC for about the last three years. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I encourage anyone to get active in it or to attend the annual conference. Um you know, the ACDBE program has, has given me so much, and, and um, I'm grateful to my partners, um, but I also know that we all stand on the shoulders who came before us when it comes to the ACDBE program, and AMAC really exemplifies that more than any other group.
0: Mm-hmm, certainly. Um,
1: my volunteer work there so far has focused on increasing the value of the content at our annual conference um, really giving people actionable, robust content in the sessions so that we can bring up the next generation of ACDBEs to, to go into this with their eyes wide open and understand what it is to be successful. You know, people have created generational wealth within the program and, and others have struggled. Yeah. So it's important to know how to navigate it. Um, We have a session at this year's conference called Struggling, Sweating, and Succeeding, um, (laughs) where we'll be asking industry veterans to share their mistakes that they made or watched others make, ones they avoided, and to give advice to the rest of us. Um, We did something similar last year, and it was really powerful for those in the audience. So I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Kind That's the one you asked me to 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 moderate, is it not? <laughs> yes, it is. Ramon. <laughs> Thank you for thinking so, of that.
1: <laughs> so we will be talking about and hopefully you'll be sharing some of your uh oh, certainly insight into uh, you know mistakes you've made or avoided.
0: <laughs> no, certainly, certainly. So do you feel that like because um, I asked you about paying it forward, that this is probably the ultimate way to pay it forward. Because like you said, there are, um, there are new entrants. There, even though this is a genera- uh, there are generational businesses, um, there's still a lot to learn um, because maybe they haven't always been involved. Maybe they're getting involved um, you know, later in the game or in the latter stages of, of you know, their family's business. But there's still a lot to provide an educator. And that's not even counting how quickly and rapidly this industry is evolving, would you say?
1: Certainly and and each year we always try to be really conscious that um, we have a very diverse audience at this conference. So um, last year I've started partnering on doing this content thing with uh, shout out to Iris Messina my partner in crime on this mm-hmm. one and um, last year we, we had a goal of of trying to elevate the level of content to make sure that we have we're recovering we're enough for industry veterans who are looking for something new to learn but then after we put the content we together, we really realized that for new people which are there every year, we were just kind of throwing them in the pool. So we went back and, and created an airport concessions 101 session, which we'll be doing something similar to again this year. And so now the, the conference really has a progression that if you show up on the first day, you're attending that. Really entry level session. Um, again, you're get you're getting different perspective every year from different speakers. One of the the people we had in the audience used to be an airport director, and now he's a consultant. So I'm sure for him, he was there looking for a way to make sure he's speaking to his new clients in a way that's not Absolutely. at this airport director level. That it is, you know, speaking to them there. And then we try to to make it progressively um, more complex as the week goes on. So you're kind of, take, if you're new, you're sort of taking it in in small bites. Um, and then if you're more experienced, you're finding something that really resonates with you. We have um, one thing I love is called Ask the Experts, and it's similar to speed dating, but for content. And each one may not benefit a wide enough audience to merit a full session, but for those who need it, could really change their business, like what is it like to take on private equity into your certified business? Um, not very many people may do that, but the people who are thinking about doing it, it's really important. Um, and then we were so happy last year we got the FAA to sit down uh, at a table and just casually answer questions, and no one thought we would get them to do it, but they were happy to do it when we asked. and last year people told me that they got answers to things that they had been wondering about for years.
0: So, again, just talking about uh, focusing on your work with AMAC, you know, what are some of the new initiatives that you guys are undertaking now as uh, people are continuously learning, like you said, with the content that you and Iris are putting together and to pair it with, you know, this rapidly changing uh, environment of ours?
1: Well, I would say, first of all, that AMAC as a group is doing some really exciting things that I'm not necessarily involved in. One of them is we're going to have a really amazing track this year for architecture, engineering, and construction. So um, there's so many great things happening. But I guess for me, two of the things that I'm personally working on that I'm very excited about, um, one is a directory of members um, Mm -hmm. that can help primes who are looking for ACDB partners. Because right now, if if you're a prime who's looking for a partner, you have to look at each local UCP directory, and some are better than others in giving you what that ACDBE does or DBE in the construction field, but it doesn't tell you anywhere how many cities they're certified in, what their goals are for their business, and we think that creating this directory will be an amazing resource for everyone in, in the industry. Um, we're, you know, we're modeling it at, at after your fact book, Ramon, of mm-hmm. being a, a really trusted industry resource um, in a very different way. And then the second thing is is to create uh, perhaps a more formalized mentorship program, uh, a place where members can request the mentorship of someone more senior or maybe just someone that is one step ahead of them. We're really in the early stages of creating this, but we envision that members would get a certain number of hours per year of mentorship, and we would. Seek out people willing to sign up as mentors for a certain commitment, and let's not forget it could be someone more senior that's looking for a young person to yeah. teach them Snapchat or Instagram, <laughs> or just how to coach a millennial. And, and I think my my real vision and and what a lot of people have in in AMAC is being this this industry resource where people can come for a wide variety of, of reasons, but for all of us to grow, whether it's someone that works for an airport that is, has the long-term goal of becoming an airport director and maybe they're a woman or a minority and they don't see a real mentorship path for that in their local city, and we can connect them with people from other airports or you know someone who maybe doesn't have that George Walker relationship with another <laughs> ACDBE, that um, that they can find that can help them navigating through a legal situation or just a um, an, an operational question. So um, I would really love to see the organization be uh, a resource for everyone in our in our industry.
0: That's excellent. So um, one of the things that I've been looking into, and I did uh, several podcasts maybe a couple of months ago, uh, with regards to various uh, female executives in this industry, and they. They held various positions throughout the industry. Some are operators, some are the airports, etc. And one of the things I've realized, at least at the executive level, are is the dearth of women-owned businesses and, and maybe even female executives. I want to ask you this because you have, you mentioned you have three basically prongs or however you want to say, uh, facets to the business, to your business. Um, and you have three probably very distinct approaches to each business. So I'd really like to get your viewpoint. Number one, as a, a woman entrepreneur, woman business owner, um, and two, just how each of the different viewpoints that you have for each of your businesses really comes together to form the, the one service that you can provide, which is the skills and knowledge that Tanya Pastorel has.
1: I would say that our business isn't always the most um, I don't want to say not welcoming to women because that indicates the people, but what we do can be challenging. Uh, a lot of business role, business development roles require huge amounts of travel and aren't easy for women who want to have children or maybe have obligation with their aging parents. Um, so I have certainly spent a lot of long nights up writing proposals and getting up early with my kids. Um, but I do want to go back to those words of Gary Krasner when I speak to really women of any age in our industry, is chart your own path. Uh, Just because it hasn't been doesn't mean you can't do it. Um, When I first wanted to be speaking about the ACDBE partnership side of of my business is when I wanted to be a partner and continue to consult for companies, a lot of people told me I couldn't do it. They felt it was a conflict of interest. And my question was why? Mm -hmm. So let's talk this through and find out why that's that's a roadblock. Um, And now people like WeFAM and Susan Prevost are also consultants, but they're also ACDBE partners. And I think it really is is a wonderful marriage because if you have um, clients that are outside of what you do, um, you're able to stay very involved in the industry but while while still being a partner. And having having those three aspects of, of my business really allows me to um, flex each one maybe when it's slower in the RFP land. You know, we had a little bit of a gap uh, earlier this year, and so um, there weren't active RFPs, so I can become more involved during that time in my uh, joint venture partnerships. And I can uh, bring on more business development clients. And now when all the RFPs seem to be coming fast and furious, (laughs) um, it becomes more interesting to try to, to, to balance all of those. But, you know, I would, I would say for, for women, and and I'll kind of tell you a a funny story is, is, uh, was sitting with, with Sylvia at one of these pre-proposals as we do um, and looking around and we were just chatting about how, um, oh, you know, I was thinking in my head, it's becoming so much better for women. We're becoming much more equal in number. And she's like, what room are you sitting in (laughs) around? Um, and it was, it was like 10 to one, um, women to men. But what I told her is, yeah, but the women that are here have such strong personalities. I forget that there's not so many of us. And part of that is, I I think it does require a, a certain I don't know how to put it. There's a lot of badass women in our industry, and, oh, and it, it, it certainly requires uh, a certain personality um, to be able to. Um, I think a lot of us that had brothers or lots mm. of uh, kind of male friends growing up function well in here, um, but it, it does take uh, a strong personality and it takes a strong sense of self to be able to understand your value. And I think that's something that our industry really does well that uh, people can kind of take a break, whether men or women, whether you decide to go off and and you do, uh, you know, I, I know I was talking to someone from an airport that says I'm going to go do a sabbatical and uh, go on tour with a choir and then uh, then come back and do something different is I, I, I think our industry recognizes um, people who are hardworking, smart, and who really understand and love airports. Um, And and they reward that. And so if you decide to take a break or you decide to do something different and get out of the industry for a while and come back for whatever reason, um, I think that our industry does accept that if you have the talent and the sense of worth to come in and say, I can contribute. Um, And I also had to give some kudos to the men in our industry too, because some men who you wouldn't think are supportive of women have really surprised me I've never felt like any of them have held me back that they've been anything supportive um, I frequently hear from senior men in our our industry that maybe I don't even do business with how can I help you grow yeah what can I what introductions can I make for you that that can help you and a lot of my my business going back to the networking piece is some of my biggest clients have come from Friends that I made at conferences um, that made an introduction, and so I would say also for for women or really for anyone I would say is is building that network um, and I think we as women in this group can do a better job of supporting each other and and making sure that um, we are getting the right introductions and that we are are really helping each other to grow.
0: You know, it's funny. I it's I interviewed Christina Kosotus, the CEO of Pittsburgh International Airport, and I'll ask you the same thing I asked her. And she didn't have much of an answer, which I don't expect one. You know, I'm the father of a 13-year-old young woman. You know, thanks for the condolences. Yes. Um, <laughs> and right or wrong, I said to her, you know, when you get out in the world, you're just going to have to work unfortunately much harder than the boys and she's like why and then I was talking to different uh, parents and it was pretty much I was kind of polling our friends and it was split right down the middle was I right in letting her know and giving her maybe some reality of what to expect out there or was I wrong in setting uh, maybe planting a seed in her brain to immediately think that I'm at a disadvantage when I get out into the workforce so I'm for you again having seen you grow obviously you took a leap of faith and you moved forward with that. But where would you fall on that? Was I right to do that? Was I a bad parent or not?
1: <laughs> I don't think you were wrong to plant that seed. Um, I don't know that I would say necessarily you have to work harder. I think you may have to work differently. You yeah. have to play off your own strengths. And you do have to have that strong, I, I would say if you can build in her a strong sense of self um, and self-worth, that is the the biggest thing i don't know why i always had that both of my parents were much more shy uh i come from a small town and and i don't know i always you know had had visions of uh of where i wanted to go but but i think that um and and i will go back to those words of of charting your own path whether no matter what that is you don't have to do it the way that um, people have done it before, whether she wants to go be a doctor or whether she, you know, wants to be a musician or wants to come into our business and, uh, maybe your daughter will be, a, an ACDBE someday. Um, <laughs> you do it your own way. And, uh, if you have an idea of how you want to do it is don't let anyone stand in your way. And I think that would probably be my best advice.
0: Excellent. So like I mentioned, you have, you're, you're a business owner and I can easily just ask you, what have you learned as a business owner? But I guess what I really want to switch a little bit from that question is, and ask you is, you know, what have you discovered about yourself um, as a business owner, as someone who's navigated this industry?
1: Ooh, that's an interesting question, Ramon. Um, I never uh, pictured myself really as a business owner, I have to say. And oh, okay. part, part, partly that's from coming from uh, working class, parents uh my mother who who didn't work much and and my dad who who worked uh in uh kind of union manual labor jobs it wasn't something uh in my small town i always joked that the only business owners i knew um were the women who ran beauty salons and i <laughs> thought that they were so glamorous because uh uh not because that they were doing something in beauty but because they were running their own business and i actually reflected on that not not long ago when i was thinking about um, the fact that now for 11 years I've been running my own business. And, um, so it's interesting. It's interesting not having a a paycheck of being able to know that you are solely responsible for, um, your own, uh, income, your own success Mm -hmm. of your business. And I found it really challenging and and rewarding. And, And I found that, um, it's very, it's very different when you have a challenging client as opposed to when you have a challenging boss, because there really is much more separation there yeah. uh, because technically you can fire a client. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have boss. actually uh, said to someone who was one of my very close industry friends, you know, we don't really work well together as
0: uh, as <laughs> consultant
1: and client. I would rather just be your friend and we are still great friends. So um it's it's been it's been a really interesting journey kind of being that um sole person that is in charge of your own destiny and I've really um I've really come to love it.
0: Excellent. Well, Tanya, my last question for you is just kind of look into your crystal ball of sorts. And it's kind of related to what you were saying uh earlier about creating a directory for for AMAC, which I think is a phenomenal idea. Um, you know, looking just look at the industry as a whole and you know looking at its growth potential. And do you feel that the direction or the future of this industry is such that you will see more folks looking to get into this space? Um, and do you think it's, it's an environment that's conducive to, to getting new faces, new minds, etc., um, despite how challenging it can be?
1: Well, um, Ramon, I'm an eternal optimist, Um, but I I do have some concerns first that I'll address in in our industry. I feel like um, the cost of doing business Mm -hmm. is becoming so significant um, from rent to wages to all the additional costs. And hey, I've been on the airport side. I understand if you have to add a central distribution facility, you often have to because of the... um, no, no one does that because it's it's fun. Um, you know, they, they do it because of the challenges of their facility. But because of all of these challenges, I think it is becoming. Uh, I just read the the article in uh, your latest issue on um, on wages that uh, that that I got in the mail a few days ago. That is is of concern for uh, ACDBEs as well. I think it's becoming. More challenging for an ACDBE to get into this business as a self-operator, um, which is the goal of a lot of ACDBEs that even come in as a, as a joint venture. Um, I think we are going to see more consolidation. Some of that is, is because the cost of doing business, and some of that is just because a lot of people that started their own business are, are getting to be in their 50s, 60s, 70s and they They want to to sell their business. They want to be able to cash out Um, um, and um, um, one thing that I I find a little bit um, disappointing I guess is that I don't see that many, if you look around at our conferences, I don't see that many women in their 20s and 30s
0: that are there
1: and and that's something that I've talked about with a lot of other women in our industry that I would love to find a way. Um, to bring in more younger women and some of that is just that the second generation of our in our industry was was boys, you know um, um, some of those those business owners had had boys and now their their children are, are in those businesses. but um, I think you are going to see consolidation. I think it is going to become. Challenging for ACDBEs, but again, I said I, I'm an eternal optimist, and so I think because we have a lot of ACDBEs that are getting to that age where maybe they want to, uh, to to cash out or maybe not spend as many hours, there is an opportunity for people who are looking to grow and to get into that business. I mean, I, I certainly hope that the program will be around for a long time because I think it is something that. Um, I, I always tell people that the ACDBE business um, really is our small business. Um, it, it's a way we bring small business in because without it, a lot of these contracts would would be run by uh, our friends at the the big prime companies, and mm-hmm. I do call them friends. Um, but um, but I think that that we play a role in bringing in that that local connection. Sometimes, you know, when a prime is coming in from uh, another coast and coming into a city, it is that ACDBE partner um, that is is bringing in the the local connections, the local expertise, and and helping them to to really integrate into the community. So, um, so yeah, I I do see great opportunity. I mean, I'm certainly hoping to grow my business over the next few years in the cities where I operate, and um, so so yeah, I, I always have to be have to be optimistic.
0: Well, I love the optimism and that's great. For as long as I've known you, uh, that's that's one of the great things about you. So, but uh, Tanya, thanks again for doing this and uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you, Ramon. Well, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Tanya. And if you truly did enjoy this episode, please feel free to leave a positive review. Also, I wanna say that I hope you get the latest issues of the AXN because the September issue will be featuring Lou Blyweiss of Asheville Regional Airport. He's our Director of the Year in the Small Airports category. And as a side note, I have Lou on as a guest in an upcoming pod, can't miss. Also, make sure you order the 2019 copy of the Airport Experience Factbook because it contains data on over 90 major North American airports, as well as listings on all the great brands, operators, and companies who do business in this industry. And you know what? It's essential if you are serious about doing business in airports get your copy. Subscribe to the magazine. Get the fact book now. Go to airportxnews.com to order. Well, more great episodes will be coming soon, and I can't wait to share them with you. So until then, take care, and as always, thanks for listening.